This is an AMI podcast. I'm Kelly McDonald. I'm Ramia Amadin, and this is Kelly and Ramia. Okay, we're working you folks. We are towards the weekend. We're in the midst of swinging open the gateway to your weekend. Thank you for being with us wherever you're listening in. Always fun to have you on board. Maybe using TuneIn Radio or OOTunes. Awesome, awesome apps in which to listen to us. But do remember to check out the Kelly & Company podcast available using your favorite podcatcher. Well, I'd like to step aside here for a moment. We're going to swing open another door here, folks, and we're going to welcome in the host of the Chatty Bookshelf, Ryan Huey. Who knew an entire library could fit inside your pocket? My name is Ryan Hui. This is the Chatty Bookshelf, and we talk all things audiobooks. So, folks in the Windsor area, sometimes stretching all the way to London, at this point in a Detroit Tiger baseball season, become sad. Their team is not going to make the playoffs. They're rebuilding. That's what everybody says. I know this is books. Sooner or later, he'll bring a sports book in. But how are you Windsorites feeling about the uh, Tigers this year? Hey, way to touch a sore subject right away, huh? Oh my goodness, Uh, we're really bringing out the big guns. But no, I was going to say, what do you mean at this point in the season? It was maybe mid-June that we knew, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But uh, you know what, it's interesting because Windsor is about the only place in uh, Canada where it's not Blue Jay Central. I mean, yes, there are Blue Jays fans down here, but I mean, you go as far as Vancouver and it's all Blue Jays all day long, right? And they have Seattle right across the border. So it's interesting to see that, you know, Detroit and Windsor have that sort of relationship. Um, I will tell you that Comerica Park blows the Sky Dome out of the water. Oh, sorry, Rogers Center out of the water um, <laughs> in terms of, like, just being an amazing stadium. But, yeah, no, it's it's uh, it's going to be a long season, and the rebuild is, I don't think, close. But you know what? We, we might be in for some good years in a few years. But for now, it, it's... Uh, going to be a little painful but it's it's you know what it's the game it's the beauty of the the rebuild and it, you know we can always remember what 1984 was the last time oh, yeah. we won a world series so yeah that's what we're, where we're gonna have to keep it and i remember myself londoners especially when blue jays and detroit were in the same division it really rocked and in london you had your different places where you went to if you were a tiger fan different places you went to as a blue jay fan but i think there are many times you came to london and felt hey man this is tiger territory especially when we had their uh double a team here which was an absolute ride i loved going down and at that point i I was quite a tiger fan as well so it was pretty tough when they played each other sir let's get into your first topic here uh what do you want to touch on right off the bat this is so cool and um an audiobook has just been released and it's taking the world by storm and it just came out on tuesday so it's really cool i can't talk about enough but it's not getting the notoriety for the reason you might think it's getting the notoriety for several reasons that you might think if i'm being honest uh it's it's just super cool and i had to bring it because i know that uh, a lot of listeners out there will at least go and check it out even if they just listen to the sample but i think a lot will buy it or use their credit kind of based on uh this and i think it's going to be available practically anywhere Mm. Okay, Rye, let's get into it. What's it called and what makes it so special? It's called Hair Love. 
And the story is of a young black girl who uh, her dad is learning to do her hair because she doesn't know how. And she she wants to be able to kind of, uh, you know, have that updo, have the do uh, and, and sort of go to school and, and be considered kind of uh, pretty. Right. And uh, it's, it's really beautiful. And the words, the, the, the way it's written uh, is unbelievable. I listened to the press conference and I listened to uh, some of the the previews that are already out there and just some of the, some of the written praise is, is just really, really awesome. Wow. That's really amazing. When you think of the subject is, uh, is it a single dad? It is. Yes. So it's a single dad. And, uh, you know, that's where the kind of piece comes in where it's like, Oh, you know, traditionally, you know, dads don't do the female hair. Right. And it's like, how do you do a ponytail? How do you do this? How do you do that? Right. And then, um, the book actually, kind of started out um, as a short movie and it was normalizing um, how different um, an African-American's hair is compared to, you know, the normal hair that you see, or I shouldn't say normal, but the, the hair you would see on a, on a different uh, race, right? So, and it really became something super special and this is just an overall great book and uh, I, I've already listened to it a couple of times. I remember as a kid having an Afro. Yes, I said as a kid, folks, that's many moons ago. I know people are not used to what associating me with hair, right? But I remember the whole Afro comb, and it almost seemed to have, there was no way you were to go too long with knots or nappiness in your hair. There there was that mystique around it. So, And that's, you know, me speaking as, as a young guy. So I, I do kind of remember that. Any other unique things you said with this book? There's a few areas that we might want to be surprised and how come this book is getting so much buzz. Absolutely. So the story is told from the point of view of the eight-year-old little girl. And guess what? They have a... A, a small child narrating the book. Oh, um, wow. uh, so it's really cool. And the representation piece goes even two steps further. Um, it is a, a black girl that is narrating the book. And then also, this is really cool. Uh, do you recognize the the name? It's Blue Ivy Carter who yeah. narrates the book. Wow. So amazing things are happening. And for those that don't know, that is the eldest daughter of rapper Jay-Z and singer-songwriter, I guess, uh, Beyonce. So well on her way to, uh, you know, making her own way and, and into stardom. And this is really cool. And she does such a fantastic job. You know, when you when you look at a book like this, and, and I think there are so many subtle things, um, people within the black community, people outside of that we're all going to pick up, including obviously uh, who's reading it, who, who the parents are. There's going to be some of that too. But I think when you just hear an eight-year-old reading an audio book, wow. When you hear the subject matter and wonder, how how can this be what it is? And again, it's a cultural thing, as, as I was saying about, you know, the Afro comb, the steel Afro comb, doing, learning how to do that and utilize my hair without jabbing myself and, and making sure and feeling the importance and um, of of having your hair done right, you know, dressing right. And it all starts, I think, with, with your hair um, and obviously cleanliness and that kind of thing before you start getting into what your appearance is, what you're going to wear and, and that kind of thing. But starting with your hair makes you feel a certain way. And I think that when you have a, a story like this, and I'm, I'm quite excited because you think of all those nuances that you're talking about, and there's a lot. Anything else to tell us about it, Rye? 
Absolutely. So it's produced by Dreamscape Audio, and this is really cool because it's available in print, ebook, and the audiobook all being released are all were released on the same day. And it's just super cool um, that they kind of took this from a short film that was uh, produced and bought by Disney and turned it into this. And even further, before the book was even released, HBO bought the rights to this and they're actually forming a eight episode is what I believe I read a series television series based on the family from this book. So it's going to explore even more kind of things and everybody's really excited about it. And uh, I, I really hope that uh, they, they kind of get the narrator involved because she does such a fantastic job uh, just from the previews and from the, the couple of times I've, I've read it that it, she, she really, I don't know how long it took them uh, to, to kind of get it to where they wanted it to be, but uh, it, it sounds fantastic. Um, at on Monday's book launch uh, is kind of where you got a sense of, you know, they released the audible sort of preview and all that other stuff, but they released sort of, um, I don't want to say a secret, but almost a blooper outtake and then a secret kind of here's the big line, right? And there was <laughs> yep. a few different lines and I talked about the how the praise that it was getting and the one big line here, and I want to get it right, so I'm going to... When my hair is in two puffs, I'm above the clouds like a superhero and everybody went wild over this line and then it goes even further and I don't want to give too much away because I want you guys to go and definitely pick this one up, but that's the winning line where everybody sort of brought a tear to their eye and she read it so well and performed it just flawlessly. So um, it, it's just overall just a, a 10 out of 10. It's, it's really great. And I, I can't wait to, to listen to it again. With books like this, and I've asked you this before about other books we've, we discuss, I find timing, placement, wh what towns are taking place? Wh where is it? And in what years? are we experiencing because I love the references if there's any but I, I think it's pretty crucial in a lot of cases to understanding how come something like hair in this case is, is important but then I stop with this one and not reading it or anything like that Ryan I have to ask do you get the feel that it doesn't matter whether this is a 1930s book or, you know or taking place then or today it's interesting that you bring up that point because I've said this before where you get lost in the narration, right? I'm on the treadmill, I'm running, and you get lost in the story and the narration. I don't want to say I didn't get lost in the story because that's taking away from the, the, the words that are written, but you get lost in the performance. Just I found myself thinking about, oh my goodness, this girl is, you know, I think she's 10 years old and she's doing this. Like Ryan at 10 years old couldn't even tie his shoes. And this girl is performing, you know, an audio book, right? And it's, it's just, oh my goodness, like this is flawless this performance is amazing and uh you know you expect one thing from a 10 year old and then this girl is acting more adult than a lot of us right so it's it's really cool to kind of get that perspective and then uh they also did an interview at the book launch of her and she said that she wants to narrate more audiobooks so she might have found right. her niche already at you know <laughs> 10 years old like amazing right just totally worthwhile and I like this because it turns kids onto books. It's like, hey, there's a kid reading this book. I want to read it too. Or maybe I want to be a narrator. Hey, maybe I should be an author. Or maybe I want to be an editor or, or something like that. So I think this is kind of a win-win in that sort of respect. Yeah, well, when you hear different people doing different things, especially young people, um, you know, I mean, I, I, I liken it to 
when ESPN uses young people uh, to, to promote the um, uh, Little League World Series and stuff like that, doing an actual big league game, and you get those young voices on there, or the public address announcing for one inning is is the Junior Jays out in Toronto, for example. Someone gets selected. And when you start thinking about audiobooks, entertainment, and how audiobooks it doesn't matter what you look like, who you are, where you come from. If you're able to manage that and be creative with your read, you're in. And age is, again, it doesn't, doesn't matter. Um, what matters is can you create the character? Can you go along with it? Can you emulate that character that's depicted and the other ones that are, are in the book, too, that you have to? Uh, it makes you so curious and, and I think really wondering. Are there any li- other lines from the authors or anybody else that you want to comment or things online, social, social media? It's just interesting, uh, the the notoriety that this book is getting. And I think you're absolutely right, because, you know, when you think about you know, a 10 year old little girl reading this, like who has a better imagination than than a, a child? Right. Mm-hmm. Like that, that yes. that's where they live. So it's like this is of the perfect fit. And I think that this is just like we always say, opening up the floodgates to more of this, because I think that representation is key in every industry. But I think that we're moving forward in that. And I think that we're really going to see this. Guys, social media is blowing up about this. There's so much going on. Uh, Book Riot has already covered it. Um, uh, uh, Publishers Weekly has has picked it up. And it's just it's being promoted absolutely everywhere. Um, It's not even a Canadian author or a Canadian narrator. But CBC Books is even posting about it. So it's it's a this is big, big things are on the rise for for this book and uh you know it's already been bought by hbo i feel like that's going to be extended too once people fall in love with with the family uh and i feel like this is just gonna continue to grow and this is definitely not the last we've heard of hair love well i'm excited that it's i mean any of the reasons that you've listed off here are great reasons for this book to skyrocket ryan um, obviously you want the meaning, you want the characters, uh, people to fall in love with them and not too much to be changed or whatever to be it, it developed and enhanced the, the book going into the HBO project, uh, the reader, you know, I understand the connections, the family and all that, but I'm going to tell you, I don't care who you are. Someone at that age being able to be this probably really one of the first books we're hearing from first popular books read by a youth. And it's going to be, it sounds like it's going to be beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. It's such a cute story. And you know what, it kind of tugs at the heartstrings a little bit because, you know, I'm a single father and, you know, hand me that brush and the ponytail and the hair clips and the hair bands. And I'm like, oh, what? What do I got? What am I doing here? Right. So I, I get it. And it was just uh, it really was just unbelievable. Well, we know we have tons of listeners out there checking out your segment all the time. So that means that'll just boost sales, boost, boost people reading it and online conversation. Thank you, Ryan. You did your role here wonderfully and very admirably. People were swinging open the gateway to your weekend. So get that book. Thank you, Ryan. We'll talk to you next week, pal. Have a great weekend, guys. Always enjoy our chatty bookshelf segments. Ryan, who will be back next week on the program. Coming up in just a moment, we'll take a look back at the week that was here on Kelly and Company as we uh, bring you Cut for Time. Stand by. Join me every couple weeks for the Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther podcast, where we learn about outdoor tech and tips. Plus, we look at news affecting the environment. AMI's Outdoors with Lawrence Gunther is available from your favorite podcast provider.